My life has been so stressful. I like don't even know what to talk about first. I didn't even see that list before you did Girl, it. Girl, this so. list is so long. Okay. Um, welcome back. Round 437. Not sure where that number is always sticking to me. Uh, I apologize for being a little slow right now. Um, it was a really, really rough fucking weekend. It's been like, I think for me, a rough nine months. Like it hasn't gotten Fair. better. Fair. <laughs> like it's just been constant chaos. Last night we decided to go out, um, found out that my ex-boyfriend still stalks me. So for Tiana, that's giving her a glimmer of hope. <laughs> no hope, zero hope. So I spiraled, of course. So after spiraling, I'm like, you know what? We're fucking going out. So we get ready to go out. We're getting pretty hammered. We go to um, Hello Stranger last night and at meeting up with a couple of guys that I haven't hung out with in a really, really long time, end up kicking with them. And we're at the perfect level of drunk where we're going to remember. <laughs> Thank God that's the, the barometer for drunkness. At least I remembered this time. Oh my gosh. So sorry, guys. Let me just chug this really quick. <laughs> yeah, so it was a fun night. Um, had a couple guys come over. They broke our toilet. Um, typical stuff. You know how that goes. Um, but the first thing that I would like to talk about tonight is my story of how I almost got kidnapped. Do you want to... Start that off. Is this when we left Hello Stranger that one time? Yes. Okay. Um, so we were going out per usual. It was a weekend. What else would we do, right? Um, and we had been hopping around and we ended at Hello Stranger. But we were there for like a few hours and we did bottle service and it was fun. But everybody got really, 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 really drunk. Not me, but... <laughs> What else got really drunk and at one point everyone just leaves the table and it's just me and bitch boy oh wait 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 we have to start off okay sorry long story short sorry i didn't mean to cut you off it was my good friend shree's um it was his last day at work so on his last day of work we're like well we're all gonna go out we're gonna surprise you whatever and this is a guy that's pretty nerdy he's into well he's an engineer now so he's really fucking smart and whoever marries him good job but Super good coworker. He's one of my best friends. Doesn't go out like that. So we go and we get like two huge bottle service. Cost us like $800. We're going all out for the night. Get there and Shri and I are, are like, well, let's compete, of course. So we start competing. By this point, we're hammered. We go into the back room, stripper poles, all that good stuff. And that's pretty much the last thing I remember of that night. Uh, and then this is where Karina was hanging out with a boy. I guess apparently we left her and... Yeah, so we're at the table alone and everybody comes back and our other friend just goes, all right, it's time to go. It's time to go. And I was like, oh, oh okay, it's it's time to go. So, 
you know, I'm funneling everybody outside. I'm calling an Uber and Tiana, no one is home. No one is home. And like, this isn't my first rodeo. I know. I just got to keep her distracted for two minutes while the Uber pulls up. Then we'll be home. I think we were literally talking about the fact that she wanted to like get McDonald's. Like she was hungry. We were ready to go. Tiana's like waiting. And like the way like it was set up was like, there's this big crosswalk and like part of like the entrance to the BART. So there's an area like of um, like handlebars or whatever. And she was leaning up on it like this. And out of nowhere, this woman comes running up. And, and she was very, she was a handsome woman. A handsome woman. She comes up and Tiana turns around and goes, wait, you're hot. <laughs> and I don't know what this woman said to her, but Tiana goes, I want to go with you. And in hand in hand, they run off like they're the best of friends. They literally <laughs> frolic off. And before I can even catch my breath, the Uber is two minutes away. Tiana is in this woman's truck and she drives away. And the boy literally goes, did she just get kidnapped? And with my hands still in the air, I said, I can't help her anymore. Let's go home. I'm so sorry. And Tiana's location is permanently on. Like, we will never not share locations. I'm also her emergency contact. And I get home and I get settled. And I said, let's see where she's at. Okay, she was somewhere in Oakland. And then she was all the way in Alameda. And then she's back in Oakland. Then she's two feet away from the house. And then she's all the way back in, like, downtown Oakland. And I, at that point, I'm like, you know what? She's chilling. She's hanging out with these people. Tiana's fine. I'm going to go to bed. As my eyes enter the REM sleep cycle, <laughs> my phone starts going off. And I'm getting text messages from Julie Lynn, who is Tiana's mother. And Julie goes, hey, Karina. Tiana lost her phone and only has my phone number memorized. And she asked me to ask you to get her a ride home. And if you know Tiana and never have tried to get her ass in an Uber, you already know where this is going. So I have to wake up. Oh, my gosh. And at this point, Julia sent me random phone numbers because that's who Tiana's with. So I'm calling these random phone numbers. Finally, someone answers. And I go, hello, is Tiana there? And then I just hear, oh, Tiana, it's for you. Shuffle of the phone. (laughs) Tiana goes, what? What do you want? Hey, I heard you want an Uber. Do you want me to call you an Uber so you can get home? Where are you? Stay put. You're not going to help me. Bye. And then she hung up the phone. I am able to track down her location because she shares it. I call an Uber, fully expecting that she wasn't going to get in that Uber. But I tried. Once the Uber got close, I called her 400 times. 400 times. To no avail. So the Uber goes, she's not here. And I have to go, sorry, let me, let me just give you a tip. And then I get a call from Tiana like 10 minutes later. Yeah, I'm fine. My phone is in the backseat of the car. I'm coming home now. (laughs) Again, I'm watching her location. And so I see that she's close. So I go to stand outside to let her in because why would Tiana carry a key to her own house? Why? Why would she? And then she comes down the hill barreling down the hill and Tiana comes in the house and she's with the woman who kidnapped her and I go hello and they must have thought I was a weirdo because I was standing on the porch but this woman does not know that I had to be there to get her in the house (laughs) 
And I introduce myself, and this woman introduces herself, and then AKA this, AKA that. This woman had 47 names. And I said, well, that's a lot of names. I hope I remember at least one. I get them both in her bedroom. I shut the door, and I go to sleep. Uh, Woke up the next morning next to a female. was a little different for me. (laughs) I don't ask questions anymore. Nothing happened. I clarified nothing happened. Um, yeah, it was an interesting night. I guess this girl was very much like, I want to talk to you. You're so interesting. You're beautiful. This, this, this. And at this point, I'm just so fucked up. I have no idea what the hell is even going on. And poor Karina is over here trying to save my life. Typical. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, sometimes things just happen and... You know, I can't can't really do anything about it. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. You just really mess up my sleep schedule. I just really stress you the fuck out. I need a spa day. (laughs) Like a massage. I told you, if I ever get super famous, the first thing I will do is buy you a Birkin. And then you'll get 15% of all my profits. Again, the longer this friendship goes, (laughs) that percentage is just going to (laughs) be cranking up a little bit. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, so that was a rough night. And then talking about rough nights, I want to go and talk about 4th of July. (laughs) (laughs) I had a great 4th of July. 4th of July was so much fun. We decided to go to Pacific Beach because it was our good girlfriend Lexi's birthday. (laughs) So, of course, we want to go all out for her. We go down there. First night. What the fuck happened the first night? (coughs) Sorry. Was that country bar night? That was country. Oh my God. Okay. So if you know anything about me, you know that I actually hate country music. I really try. I went to Watershed. I bought some boots. I tried it out. It just doesn't work. (laughs) I bought some boots. Um, I just, I have, I can't do it. It's just part of me. So we go to, we start going out, we go to dinner and then, um, the girl that we are with, her boyfriend wanted to go to this country bar because his roommate is super country. And I said, well, it's not my birthday. If you want to go there, I'd be more than happy to go. Let's, we're going to make it fun no matter what. We show up, I get put into a chair and get spun around and get alcohol shot in my mouth. It's called a barber chair shot. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Karina's twerking on the dance floor to country music. I am an artist. You can twerk to anything if you believe in yourself. Yeah, it was hilarious. So, you know, right before I came, I did the smart thing. I downloaded Hinge. I'm swiping. So I already have people prepped and ready just in case. (laughs) Lined up. so bad. (laughs) So I got people ready for me. Anyways, we go to this country bar. Um, A lot of fun. Uh, next thing I remember, this guy basically kicked me out at 930 in the morning and said, Hey, I got stuff to do. You need to leave now. (laughs) This is another example of Tiana not wanting to get in an Uber. It's the end of the night. She says, I'm bored. I'm sober. Let's go home. I knew she wasn't sober. The Uber comes and I'm giving her a count. Like, I don't know what happened between us physically exiting the bar and getting to the curb where the, where the Uber is going to pick us up. But as the Uber's like 10 minutes away, she, she gets a phone call and it's this guy that she's meeting up with. And I'm like, okay, Tiana, it's two minutes away. Tiana, is this guy coming or what? He's, he's five minutes away. Where Uber pulls up. I get in the Uber and I tell the guy, you just got to wait a second. And Tiana goes, um, I'm going to go with him. 
And I said, okay, whatever, I'm going to bed. So I take off in my Uber alone. I'm going to Lexi's house alone. Like no one is with me. I just have a key to get into her house. Cause like, why wouldn't I in a completely different part of the state? Like, and yeah, I, I go to bed and I'm getting the typical incoherent Tiana texts. But then I just tell everybody in the group chat, everyone's fine. Go to bed. We know where everybody's at. I've got Tiana's location. And then Denisha, Lexi, and I get up early. We go get breakfast. And this is after Denisha had a rough night. But we get up early. We go get breakfast. And both of the girls are like, have you heard from Tiana yet? And I'm like, ah, no, it's it's early. She'll, she'll hit us up soon enough. And as we take the last bite of our breakfast, like I could have predicted it, my phone rings and it's Tiana. And we just had to go get her at this random dude's house. We pull up. Her shoes are in her hand. We're in some random neighborhood. She's clearly not okay. Never okay. I mean, it was he. He was very attractive. A little weird, but teach their own. It was a good trip. Next day, we're like, um, we're we rented a boat, so we're all gonna go on this boat. <laughs> the boat was a lot of fun. We ended up being there late, but the ones that were early. And I'm fucked up at this point, right? Because it's 4th of July. Why are you not drinking? And we were pre-gaming. Like, we played Rage yeah. Cage. Like. Yeah, so we're getting super drunk. We get on this cage, or the boat. And if you guys have looked at my Instagram at all, that is Hot Paul. Hot Paul. Hot, Hi, hot Paul. Paul. Uh, hot Paul. I asked him, because of course I hit on everything. And I told him, he said, Hot Paul, are you married? He looks at me. Sometimes, depends on the day. <laughs> And I said, you're very attractive. Like, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? He's like, whatever age you need me to be. <laughs> Hot Paul is a go-getter, and I'm in love with Hot Paul. And to clarify, like, he wasn't, like, a creepy old no, man. Like, I was the creepy young one. <laughs> he was so fun and such a good sport because it was, I want to say rowdy and not because we all were like, yeah. It was rowdy because we were all like, yeah. And there was 47 di- different personality types on that boat. Like, it wasn't like a group of all the same type of people. It was quite the mix, but we had a good time. You were on your mermaid bullshit. Yeah. It was like the night, it was like half brown people, half white people, (laughs) half racist, half not. And then it just all went to shit when the Spanish music started to play. Okay. Whenever I start playing Spanish music, it's time to end the night. (laughs) That's good. You know, that. That's something that should be added to like the index of the How to Tiana book because mm-hmm. I don't even think I've realized that. So I'm going to take that as a little nugget of oh, knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Karina was talking in Australian accents the entire time. Hey, you let me. You didn't, you didn't jump off the boat. All I know is I had to pee so bad. <laughs> so we're on a boat without a bathroom. So naturally, we're waiting for the boat to stop so we can all pee in the ocean. <laughs> and no one wanted to ask him to stop. And so finally, everyone was like, Karina, tell Captain Paul we need to stop. (laughs) And I don't know if they thought I was going to say it more elegantly or what, but I just go, hey, Captain Paul, we all really need to pee in the ocean. So do you know when we're going to (laughs) stop? But it was once once we did stop, it was really fun. I can't swim, but I jumped off the life or the jack or the boat with my life jacket. So did Lexi. And I swam around like a little fish. Uh I was in the water for 45 minutes. (laughs) Like, we're trying to go. We need to go to the dock and get off the boat. It's time to leave. <laughs> I'm just in the water, swimming like a mermaid. Karina goes, Tiana, get out. It's time to go. No, I don't want to. 
Okay, Tiana, that's great, but I was we're going to leave you. <laughs> you could have if you truly wanted to. I could have if I put my mind to it. Don't drink and swim, ladies and gentlemen. Don't drink and swim. It was fun. Um, and then immediately after, we dock. And at this point, no one's home, right? And if you know me too, I'm very protective when I'm drunk. So... Oh, no, I forgot about this. Whenever anybody... I'm feisty as fuck. I am. I'm really nice and everything, but when it comes down to it, I'm very feisty. We go out and there's these girls beefing and we can hear them. They're screaming like, let me go kick her ass. This, 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 this. And so Tiana, of course, I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know these girls. Never seen them before in my life. They look like they're around 21. So I take off my shoes and I take off my hoops and put my hair up, of course. Like, and I'm, who are we fighting? <laughs> And Karina this entire time, Tiana, it's not your fight. It's not your fight. And I said, well, what's the problem? Who, like, who do we got? And this girl said, well, this girl, like, fucked my boyfriend. She's talking shit. And I said, okay. I said, let's go. <laughs> We're walking by her. I'm just completely stirring up shit. And this girl is just running her mouth. And if she would have stopped talking, it would have been fine. But she was just talking so much shit. It's like, well, okay, like, bet. Like, you tell me when. I know I just met you, but I'm down to fight for you. Cops are being called. Cops are pulling up. <laughs> And of course, no one wants to help me. No one wants to help me. All the other people we're with are like looking at me like, are, are you going to handle this? And I'm like, bitch, or they're I'm with their phone. <laughs> world star. And I'm trying to do everything in my power to get Tiana to stop. I, and I'm not unloyal. Like if, if Tiana was going to scrap, my one rule is preferably I'd like to have my contacts in so I don't break my glasses because they're expensive. Like if, if, if it came to... Like this, this random girl creating a problem with Tiana. That's one thing. But this had nothing to do with us. The Ubers were two minutes away. The, it, that, that is the most chaotic moment in my life. Always is waiting for the Ubers because you're so close to getting out of there. But there's still so much that can happen in a short time span. Oh my god! I successfully got her in the car and then had to tell the cops. Uh, no, I don't. They've dispersed. I I don't know what happened, but um, yeah, it, it was those girls over there. Yeah, so that was really rough. Um, um, you know, whenever it comes to Ubers, it's an issue with me. One time, I went to a YG concert and I Ubered all the way from the Tacoma Dome to University, which is about forty minutes away. Didn't realize where I was until I got out of the Uber. Um, quite frankly, it, it, was, it was pretty rough, but with that, I want to talk about last weekend uh, and kind of give you guys an update on my life really quick. So still single, still hurting over, um, uncircumcised dick. Um, pretty bummed about it still, but that's okay. We went to a grand opening of a club last weekend and the club was great. It was so much fun. We were ready for it. And we're in line to get ready. And we had met up with a bunch of girls because there's group, there's um, like Facebook group pages that you can make friends with. So we were at this hotel pre-gaming with a bunch of girls. And we're in line. We're having fun. We're getting drunk. All these girls are super sweet. And these two girls get in line. And... If you know anything about me and from listening to this, I'm pretty big on like respect. And if you don't introduce yourself, it's always an issue for me. So these two girls get in line with us and they were friends with one of the really nice girls. And so I'm thinking, okay, they're probably just friends, whatever. 
girls don't introduce themselves. So finally I said, oh, hi, like I'm Tiana, by the way. Nice to meet you. This is Karina. This is Adriana. These are the rest of the girls. They go, hi, she turns around. This is my name. It clicks. <laughs> we should have packed it up right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> we should have known. This girl is um, best friends with my ex-boyfriend, but so much best friends that I never heard of her, right? Like I heard of her a couple times and how they were like sexually attracted to each other or something, but I never, I don't really get jealous in relationships. It's usually always the other person that's insecure. So I look at her and I'm like, oh shit, okay, I remember. This is the girl that after we broke up, messaged a guy that I matched with on Tinder two years ago, messaged him and asked if we had been fooling around because I'm talking to her good guy friend. Keep in mind, I haven't talked to this guy in two years. So this guy sends me a screenshot and sends it to me and says, hey, I don't know this girl. I also don't know you. Like we matched on Tinder 10 years ago. I'm so sorry you're getting into this. So I'm embarrassed. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. This is so embarrassing. Why? Like, basically this guy thinks I'm cheating on him. He's crazy as fuck. This, 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 whatever. So the bitch doesn't already like me. She's looking at all my stories that I'm constantly posting right after we break up. I know she doesn't like me. So it's already kind of an awkward night because the girls that we're with, I'm trying to not be like, hey, by the way, your friend fucking hates me, but I'm not saying anything. I just told Adriana and I told Karina, hey, this is the girl that really can't stand me. She's good friends with him. He's probably going to pull up tonight. And our plan was just to stay away and break away from the girls a little bit and just have fun because it was a big enough group that we could Mm -hmm. all break off. Yeah, and we didn't want drama. The girls were so sweet. Why would we want to involve them in anything? And for like the first, I, I don't even know how time moved in that club. It, I felt like I was entering a black hole, so I don't know how long we were there. But what felt like the first hour, maybe hour and a half, we were having so much fun. Mm-hmm. I was shaking my ass. You know I love to shake my ass. And that's like the most fun I've had probably like post COVID in like a traditional club scene. And it was really, really fun. It's like in the movies when you see seven hot girls, just get ready to go out. We're all just supporting each other, making each other feel confident. We all went out and we're like, fuck the bullshit. We're going to have so much fun. We're all beautiful. Go women. We were having fun. We were dancing, having fun, everything getting super fucked up. We're downstairs and this club that we're at is four levels. So we're downstairs and I turn around and I see him. And this is the first time that I've seen him in three months, right? Because if you remember, and you've listened to my last podcast, I got broken up with because he basically thought that I was cheating on him, which was not true. Everything that he saw was not cheating. Still, still to this day, have not slept, made out with nothing to the guy. Um, He found a video of me with a guy, which was from November before I had met him or, you know, making comments. It's gross that other men were in your bed. Sorry, I'm not fucking perfect. Anyways, so I see him, my jaw drops. I'm like, fuck, like I, I'm, you know, I know myself well enough to know that I still have feelings for this guy. So the fact that I still have feelings for him, I'm like, okay, we need to reevaluate. We need to move. So every time that we saw him, we would move. We're going to go to a different floor. We're going to go to something else. So he's downstairs. We go upstairs. As soon as he goes upstairs, we go downstairs. We're trying to move it around. I'm trying to, this guy was like, let me buy you drinks. So, I mean, he was handsome, not my type, but go ahead, buy me drinks for the rest of the night. I'm fucked up. And also, if you know something about me, if somebody tells me something that I should not do, I'm most likely going to do it. 
So their girls are like, don't text him, don't text him. Well, of course I had to text him. So I texted him and I said, hey, can we talk real quick? Because I'm thinking, let's talk real quick. Let's get this out in the open. Like, obviously I'm still in love with you, but I just don't want this to be awkward. I'm not gonna be talking to guys, whatever. He doesn't respond. And also, if you know something about Tiana, if I don't get my way, I get angry. So I'm texting him, you know, leaving it alone for a little bit, but then I had texted him towards the end of the night. You know, fuck you, this, this, this. How could you not love me? Just like a fucking idiot, right? Learn my lesson. But it was a rough night. Um, we're pretty sure we got roofied. We ended up leaving my good friend Adriana at the club by herself, which we feel really bad about. Karina, um, I the last thing that I remember is seeing my girlfriend at the bar with a guy. Last thing I remember. And then Karina said it kind of just all went down from there. So it had been probably at this point nearly two hours of chaos up and down the stairs. And it just got to a point where it was the end of the night. She was getting worse and worse. And I had to physically grab Tiana and scream in her face that he does not give a shit about you, which is horrible to say to your friend. But I had to have a share moonstruck strap out of it moment to to get her together. And so finally, she's like, "Okay, let's hop in the Uber. Let's go. How far away is the Uber this time? The Uber was two minutes away, mom. (laughs) It always is. But I successfully got her in the Uber and we ride home and Tiana's just really upset and she was crying. And and here's the thing. I'm very nurturing. I'm good with crying people, but this wasn't normal crying. It was like wailing, which I'll get to in a sec. But we finally make it home. Tiana kicks off her shoes and starts screaming at the house across the street. (laughs) We don't know those people. And she's like, fuck that house. She's going, oh, (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. To which I then had to grab her and scream in her face again and say, enough. We are in the middle of the street. You can do this in the house. So we get in the house. She strips completely naked. And I'm just trying to get her to bed at this point. And in between, you know, going to the bathroom, trying to get her makeup off and stuff, more wailing ensues. You would have thought that she was like a Civil War woman from the South and she sent her firstborn off to the war and she just got news from the corporal that he didn't make it. And she's like, oh, Timothy! (laughs) But, you know, then she FaceTimed Yannick and they talked for a while and she finally was not wailing. But that was one of the harder nights. I would say that that was harder than the time I had to drag you by your feet (laughs) from the bathroom to your bedroom. And that took a lot of physical energy for me because I'm out of shape and you're a big bitch like I was. So this friendship is so (laughs) we don't have a problem. This is healthy. Don't tell us what to do. But (laughs) oh my gosh, I would say that that was harder than that night. It was a rough night. Like Anytime I know or if I if I think he's going to be somewhere, I don't want to be there. You know, the last time that I spoke with him was me telling him, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to block you on everything because I'm still in love with you. And I blocked him on everything. And then, you know, I would get drunk and like stalk his Instagram. But other than that, he was blocked. And then, you know, randomly the weekend that I was in Seattle, he shows up in Seattle, which is that was weird. That's so weird. He's one of those people that's like, he will never apologize to me. He will never apologize. He will never come forward. 
I don't know what it is. I know we always talk about Bay Area men, but the men here, it's um, it's not, you know, they support women supposedly, but it's almost like fuck women. They play. So we need to play them before they play us mentality. And I don't know what kind of women they talk to or what, because where I'm from in my hometown, it's almost the other way around. Play the men before they play you. But the thing is, I wasn't playing him. There was no, there was no playing going on. I could have looked at a guy down the street and he would have thought that I was fucking him. You know, it was, it's how it was. It was a rough night to say the least. I still haven't recovered. <laughs> yeah, that was last weekend and we're still not okay about that. <laughs> oh, um, going back to San Diego really quick. Um, one of the roommates or the guy, the boyfriend's roommate had a very racist roommate. And, you know, any time that we didn't want to go to the country bar, we could go back to where we came from. Or if we start playing Spanish music, play that in your own country. And keep in mind, I'm half. I'm half Mexican and I'm half white. So a lot of times it is some code switching. Karina... Proceeded to tell this man because the man says, go back to your country. And Karina screams at him and says, you first, you fucking colonizer. <laughs> and, I, and I felt really bad for Lexi because I wasn't trying to make her uncomfortable. But I was like, this is my moment. This is my time. You first, you fucking colonizer. Because <laughs> his exact words were like, if you don't like it, go back to where you came from. He was rough. He was not a good guy. I took a big, deep breath before I did it, too. I was all excited. Like, I was like, yeah, bitch, I'm going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you first, you fucking colonizer. Meanwhile, I'm passed out on a couch because I drank so much that afternoon. Yeah, 4th of July. 4th of July was rough, but it was nice. You woke up to pizza. I take such good care of you. Yes. <laughs> Like, I need all of your qualities, but with somebody with a penis. Okay, yeah. So, like, that's why I just need to have your personality traits written down of what I'm looking for. And if a man can accomplish what you can accomplish for me, then it's not going to work out. Oh, well, that's, like, that's, like, sweet or, like, very codependent. Super creepy. <laughs> well, you know, let's have a girl's day and, like, maybe we can go out to lunch or something and we can, like, actually seriously go through our friendship and talk about the qualities... You know what I mean? Because I don't think it's as easy as saying dating a Libra man. I don't know. And I don't know if you could date a Virgo man because Virgo men are assholes. Yeah. So far, I don't like them. Virgo men are dicks. Oh, and then um, found out. So if you guys have looked at my TikToks, please go look at them right now if you haven't. It honestly was not shade. It was meant to be fucking funny because at this point, like, whatever, I could like promise on my firstborn, my first unborn, and I would still be pinned as somebody that is cheating or this, 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 whatever. He genuinely thinks that to his soul because his best guy friends that are 30 years old and literally living with their mom still tell them to. So whatever. Go look at my TikToks. They're funny as fuck. Um, 
no tea no shade but she was fucking funny <laughs> and yeah oh we can talk about how um Adriana, oh my <laughs> okay i'll cut this out i'll cut this out adriana don't worry um it'll just live on instagram live forever <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it we went to this hookah lounge uh two weekends ago well first we had gone to a club right and i was supposed to meet up with a guy there it was not supposed to be a date it was supposed to be more of if i like we're gonna be at this bar if you guys want to come great if not no big deal it wasn't a date so we get there and this is the kind of bar that like reminds you of your hometown that nobody graduated high school from and everybody attends. So we're at this bar and we're like, where the fuck are we? This is the grossest shit we've ever seen. But again, we're going to make the most of it. We're in line and these guys come up to us and they say, can we buy you drinks? And we said, yes. And they said, okay, you guys order them because you guys are females and you guys will be the ones that will get drinks faster. So my girl was like, bet, like, let's do it. What do you guys want? So we take it down all the orders of everything. And then my girl was like, well, of course we have to get a couple shots for ourselves, right? Of course. Tab ended up being like $90, but it was for a good six people. So it was bound to be that much. I order everything. I turn around, the guys are gone. So they're like, you have to pay. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Like we just got played. So my girl goes and she goes to grab them and brings them back over. And they're like, oh yeah, da, 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 whatever, we'll pay. We tell them the price and they go, no, we never ordered. You guys were the ones that ordered. We never told you to order. So they were sitting there the entire time playing us basically and trying to get us to pay for it. We were so pissed off. And my friend at the time was like kind of trying to be nice about it a little bit. And I'm like, no, fuck you guys. Like, this is why we cannot stand guys like you. You guys are broke and you guys are losers for still being in this bar. Like, this is not okay. This isn't going to ruin our night, right? Guy shows up that we had met on um, Hinge, I think. So it was for that date. Shows up with his other friend. Um, other friend is not cute, but like we're rolling with it because they're nice. So we're in the car. We're kind of taking polls. We're going to go to this hookah lounge that my other good friend was at. They come and this guy was like too much. He was in the front seat saying things like, oh, yeah, like anything for Tiana or Tiana this like Tiana's great. Like, look at her. She's so beautiful. And it's like, I just met you. So this is kind of weird and he's kind of being touchy. We're in line waiting to get in and he's like touching my hair. I don't like when people touch my hair. Don't like, don't touch it. It's rude. If I, especially if I don't know you, don't touch my hair. So he touches my hair and I say, yeah, don't do that. Like, don't touch me. I don't know you. Please don't touch me. We get into the hookah spot. And at this point I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling him, you know? So everybody's there. We're all just kind of like trying to kick it, make it like a normal thing. And my girl at the time, <laughs> apparently the guy had told the friend that he was there or she was there for him, which oh, no, 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 wasn't no, true. No, no, no. So my girl already had a guy coming for her. So the guy shows up. He's nice. He's super sweet. He comes with a bottle and we're all just like, all of us are kicking it. And this guy is being so bitter and he's so mad at me. He goes, well, it's hard to have a conversation when you're not going to sit right next to me. And I said, well, I would rather sit across from you to have a conversation considering I don't know you. So let's at least try to get to know each other. And he goes, I don't know. I just, I'm really feeling you. And I said, well, what is it that you're feeling about me? He said, you're beautiful. 
And I said, okay, so what's one thing that you know about me? Because that's all that you like about me is my looks. Cause you have not asked me one thing about me. Mm-hmm. And he says, Oh, like, well, do you think we can start over? And I said, there's no starting over. Like you and I can be cool, but like, as far as romance and any of that, it's not like, I'm not feeling you. I'm sorry. Like you're not my type moving on. And this spot that we were at, it was so movie. You go into the back room, strippers everywhere, drug dealers everywhere. Like this shit should not have been open. And this is a place that everybody would get shot at and everybody would be killed. And we were still sitting there like having fun. We got to get out of there. Right. So we dip, we leave. Um, the guy that my girl had brought over, he was a little drunk. So I said, well, I can drive. And he felt more comfortable with her driving because I was kind of his girl. We drive. (laughs) I know this exit because I live in Oakland, but people that don't know this certain exit, it's really scary. It's not an exit ramp. It's like there's a stop sign right after the freeway and everybody gets hit. So we're driving down it and my girl was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And like, (laughs) we're gonna crash. So the car is skirting off the edge and I'm in the back like, it's okay. You got it. Like, just be chill. You got it. Meanwhile, her dude is passed out. He's passed out. So we're getting in this car accident. We knock over the stop sign. We're like almost ran into another car, almost died. This guy then gets up once we pull into the hotel parking lot saying, oh, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) The entire side of his car is like fucked up. And you know, she's got him wrapped around her finger so it was gonna probably be like a twenty five hundred dollar repair and it ended up only costing her five hundred dollars win some you lose some i guess i had warned you about that exit i don't know how many times i know you weren't driving but the city of oakland really needs to handle that because it is a danger zone Mm-hmm. and this is of course i get a text message from them saying hey don't freak out but we got in a car crash at that point, I'm literally laying in bed and I go. <sighs> I'm getting a little drunk. Um, also, Karina had a date last night. Oh, God. <laughs> I had a great time. This man asked her to step on his back and beat the shit out of him. Not his back, his chest. Is that better? I don't know. It wasn't that weird. I, I, it was, it was interesting to say the least. I, I've never had somebody like actually ask me to do that. And like, I'm not someone where I'm going to like make fun of, fun of people's like kinks or things they're into, but it was a little embarrassing. And I was like giggling a little bit. Excuse me. Oh, that was ugly. But it, it was a really good workout and he was very polite and he talked me through it. There was a lot of consent happening. Like if you're going to have a brand new experience like that, that was the way to do it. Felt very comfortable and safe. And you know, I got to take out all my feminine rage on a willing participant. You know what I mean? So if he wanted me to choke him. I was like, fuck the patriarchy. You know what I mean? So I didn't mind it. That's hilarious. It was, it was, I like, I, I had fun and it, it's Like, would weird. that turn him on? Yes. Like, would that make him hard, kind of? Yes. Ah! No. But it was fun. Oh. But I mean, we were also doing all the other stuff and like that was, so it was really just like one part of it. It wasn't the whole night. The whole night was something else, but 
That's crazy. Hey, man, I didn't have to do that much, and I had a blast, so. We um, hung out with this other guy last night. We call him, like, a little of my ex-boyfriend, because he's kind of like, I'm alpha, I'm big man, but, like, hot, too. This man doesn't tell me that he has two kids, and ladies... If a man is always wearing a hat, ask to see what is underneath. <laughs> At that point, it's not just a fashion statement. Honey. Nah, because this is the third man that I have talked to that had hats on. And then you take off the hat and they're balding, which is fine. I know men are really insecure about that. But if you're already losing your hair, just shave it. Just make a fashion statement and shave that shit. Because to me personally, I think hats are hot. But now I'm kind of getting to the conclusion that like, it's almost a red flag. Can't trust these hats out here. Can't trust these hats. Uh-uh. These hats ain't loyal. <laughs> these hats aren't loyal. <laughs> these hats ain't loyal. Like, these hats ain't loyal. <laughs> you gotta appreciate my comedic timing a little bit more. I'm working on it for you. I know. Oh, okay, okay. So we... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I put on my story saying, like, things that you guys wanted us to talk about. One of the things was um, talking more about Miami. So I'm going to touch on that once I'm completely over my ex-boyfriend because I just know it's going to stir shit up. So I'm just going to leave that one out of there for now. I'll get back to you, girl. Second thing was biggest pet peeves during dates. For me, my biggest pet peeves, um, first one, I hate being spoken over. I hate when somebody talks over me. It drives me fucking crazy, especially when men speak over women. I'm not somebody like, yes, I talk a lot, but also when it's somebody else's turn to speak, completely fine. But when men try so hard to speak over women, we have to hold our grounds and just keep talking, keep yes. talking until they stop because they're so used to continuously talking until women be quiet. You need to continuously keep speaking or say, I'll wait till you're finished and then I'm going to go ahead and have my turn. Because as women, you need to stand up for yourself and you need to be able to speak more. It pisses me off. I hate that shit. It drives me crazy. Come on, queen. I'm like, no, you can yes, respect feminist. me. You've been talking this entire time. It's my turn now. I hate that. I hate that. Um, I don't appreciate when manners aren't used so please and thank you goes a really far way and in my opinion if we are going on a date you better be on your p's and q's especially with a waiter or waitresses so if we're going on a date and a man doesn't say thank you every time they drop off food or water or asking if they need anything else that drives me crazy i shouldn't be the only person that's thank you so much because being a waiter or waitress is hard it's not easy they're grinding that's a pet peeve of mine um what are your pet peeves um i don't like it when i'm like overtly sexualized from the jump like when it's like you're automatically touching me and i don't even know like mm. your last name yet you know what i mean and it's not to say that i like am like some prudish brat on a first date like i hate to use this word but like so you can you can feed off each other and like yes it's a little corny but like if you go, well, can I hold your hand? And then you just, do you know what I mean? Like, that's one thing versus just being like, let me just feel you all up. And if you can't hold a conversation, 
it's hard for me sometimes because I feel like it's so one-sided and I don't want to sit there and interview someone. But like when I'm not being engaged with, it's really, really challenging for me because then I, I feel like I'm in an interview and I'm like, well, tell me more about yourself. Like I joke, I don't need to know like your blood type or your social security mm. number, but it's like, if I can't even have a conversation with you, like, and, and, and that, and that like, if it's expecting things at the end or like being upset, if I'm like, well, hey, this has been really great. Thank you so much. I'm going to go like, oh, really? We're, we're wrapping up like, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Like. We went on a horribly awkward date. That does not mean you and I are going to be hooking up. Like, yeah. And again, I'm very much the type where I don't have like these hard and fast rules of like, okay, ladies, you don't put out until date 14. You know what I mean? Like, I am very much the type of person, like, I'll do what I'm comfortable with. But like, sometimes you get to know somebody in a short period of time. And if you feel comfortable doing it, great. But if not, it's not going to happen. So please don't be a brat when I tell you not to. Mm hmm. Or when I tell you that it's not happening, so. Yannick was telling me that one of his good guy friends, on their first date, the girl had a list and put the list down and said, this is what I need from you. Um, She wrote down a list, basically stating everything that she needs from a man and what she wants in a man. And if you can't live up to those, then she doesn't want you. And I was thinking about it and it's like, is it bad to want something from your partner? Well, no, it's not It's not necessarily what they can give to you, but it's more of like you know yourself and what you need in a partner as well. So I know that I'm not going to be with somebody that's super shy because I'm very outgoing and I need somebody that also challenges me, but not necessarily put me in my place, but somebody that can kind of ride with me and challenge with me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So long story short, I'm going to make a fucking list on every single date I go on and be like... Either in my head mentally or texting Karina, yeah, no. <laughs> think that's what I'm probably going to do. I think that is a fair and reasonable way to go about it. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing that people wanted me to talk about today is um, military men. <laughs> um, okay. My brother's a Marine, so I think military men are assholes. I think that we don't take enough care of them, and I think there's a lot of trauma there, and the way that they treat them is not the best, so I genuinely feel that a lot of times they can be assholes. So, like, obviously, I appreciate what you do for the country, but can you not be so mean half the time? My brother's an asshole. Love you, but you're an asshole. Any guy I've talked to that's in the military, asshole. Um, Also, military men are like some of the biggest hoes I've ever met in my entire life. Like, I don't think I know one Marine or one Navy man or one Air Force that isn't a huge slut. I have a theory behind all that and like all the anger. It's like the actual trauma and the lack of care. Mm-hmm. It's also the to- toxic environment that they're put in constantly. Um, but I think it's also, it's just like, especially when it's like all men, just so much homoerotic energy and these men don't know what to do with their feelings and they just get really upset and then they're angry with the world. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, 
not going to say that like I'm not attracted to a very hot military man. But next, not for me, and I know that I can't do that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I got a random message today. Oh, never mind. I don't really want to talk about that. I feel like it's going to like get me in trouble. In trouble with who? I don't and know. Why do you care? Why do you care? I don't know. Why do you care? I got a message from a childhood friend, I guess, uh, asking for money. And she's a pretty big druggie, so I kind of had a hard time deciding whether or not to give her money because I'm very giving, so I would be more than happy to, but I don't know too much about people who are drug addicts besides one of my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> um, so after talking to Karina and talking to my mom, we kind of realized, you know, somebody that is a drug addict, they're only going to be able to help themselves. So nobody else can help them. If I give her money, you know, that could be money that's going to be on her last hit that could kill her. So I need to kind of think of it that way. And if I want to help, then I can actually support a nonprofit that supports those in recovery instead. Is that right? Good. No, no, this is very good. Still feel kind of bad. Well, no, you, again, you shouldn't feel bad because you are not the only person that that person contacted that day. And people will go through a whole list of people and each person might get a completely different story. Excuse me. And then you help once and then you're on their radar and it gets to a point where it's very toxic and you have to cut people off or remove them from your life because it does get to a point where you're enabling. Mm -hmm. And there are things that you can do to help. And recovery is just that. It's like a constant thing. It's not something that just happens overnight. And you know, there, there are resources out there, but like, it's never your responsibility or your obligation to fix that person because mm -hmm. you're not going to be the person that fixes them. They have to fix themselves. So it, and it's crazy. And the older you get, you're just going to experience things like that more if people whose lives are changing. And I'm stealing this all from my mom, but she said, if you have a group of 10 friends, four of them are either drug addicts or have legal issues. Few more of them all have babies. Few more of them are getting ready for a divorce. Like a couple more will have crazy health problems. Like, and the older we get, it's just gonna happen more and more. People in our lives are gonna die. Uh, horrible things are gonna happen to people. Mm -hmm. People whose life went one way, you haven't heard from them in a long time. They'll be like, whoa, that went a completely different way than I thought it was going to. And it's just, it's interesting to see and even like look at yourself and think, you know, when I was with all these people, you know what I mean? And when I was in a different part of my life, this, you know, where did I think my life was going and what did I think it was going to look like versus like how it actually does. It's all very introspective. And I know the older I get, it's, it's just becoming more clear, like what actually matters. And I'm trying really hard not to like compare myself to other people. I'm still really bad at that, but like slowly kind of realizing you are doing way better. Thank you. Yeah, you're doing way better. You did it last night in front of Adriana, and I almost beat the shit out of you, but yes. Why? Because you, you, you make comments about the job thing, and I'm like, you got to really stop. And I know, I know that it's difficult for you, but the more you say it out loud negatively, the more it's going to reflect the way you think. 
So it's like if you look in the mirror and say, I'm too skinny or I'm too fat, it's going to start being real and you're going to actually start believing that. Okay, well then let me manifest. I am going to get a job and they're going to pay me what I'm gonna, what I'm worth and I'm not going to hate going to my job every day and cry because I get too many emails. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Watch and then it's going to work. Yeah. Also found out um, that my ex unblocks me and then blocks me to view my stuff, which gave Toxic. me a very glimmer of no, hope. No, that's not. Oh, I'm checking up on her because I love her and I want to see what she's doing. It's I can't have her. No one can. She better not be with any dudes, but she probably is. See, here's a story of her just having fun, but I'm going to use it as justification to label her a hoe. Yeah. It's very bad. It sucks. It sucks because I feel like if he were to completely fix himself, fix his insecurities, get new friends, the friends that he, are, that he surrounds himself with, I understand that they're best friends, etc. but they are not going anywhere. Mm. And you want to surround yourself from people that are on the same path as you. So for instance, the girls that I hang out with, we're all educated we all have good heads on our shoulders. We all are striving to the next step in our careers. Grinded, baby. Trying to move, trying to do this, this, this. These boys have grown up here. They have not moved. They have stayed in the same exact location. And they're having just normal ass jobs. They're not trying to go to school. They're not trying to better themselves. And it's just, I, I think if circumstances were different and he were to fix himself or fix his insecurities and get new friends, I genuinely think that him and I could work it out. But at that point, I'm going to be over it if that ever happens. And I know I'm never going to get an apology. I know I'm never going to get any closure, which is fine. But I know that the man that I'm going to end up with or woman is going to treat me so well and love me for who I am because I know I am a little crazy. I am wild, but I am loyal. So at the same point, it's like you're getting kind of both best of both worlds. Yeah. And now I'm hammered. You get the best of both worlds. Chilling out, take it slow. Then you rock out the show. You get the best of both worlds. Mix it all together, and you know that it's the best of both worlds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty spot on. You throw a blonde wig, wig on, and I'm Miley and Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also wanted to thank you guys. I know that we're like both a little tired tonight. I needed to throw out a new podcast. When I do go back and edit this, I'm going to edit it, put in some music. I'm going to make it sound a whole lot better. So when it does come out, actually listen to that one for me because I do track how many listeners I have and how many followers in each country. But um, so that would be good. And also I wanted to say sorry for not doing them as much. Again, if you guys want these crazy ass stories, you got to give me a second to actually like breathe after I have these crazy nights because I, I'm surprised that I'm still alive, honestly. Hey, you're trucking along. It's okay. I barely made it. <laughs> Skin of your teeth. Like it's rough. Yeah. So sorry about that. Um, but I've actually gotten again, a lot of good positive feedback. I got off the phone with one of my good, like long-term childhood friends today that a random girl that has not talked to her in like, Oh no, I think it was a guy in like 12 years. They have not talked. They're not friends. She went up, he went up to her and basically said, have you listened to Tiana's podcast? And she's like, yeah, like 
I listen to him all the time. Like, what's going on? Like, I don't even know who you are. And this person said, like, oh, my gosh, it's so fucking funny. And, you know, I apologize, guys. Like, I want to give you guys more. And if you guys have any suggestions or anything, like, feel free to let me know about it. I want to obviously post more. Um, It's just, you know, I am really busy, too, trying to work on this promotion, trying to, you know, decide if I want to get my MBA, et cetera. But we will do this again. Um, I know that it's been like an hour doing this next time. We'll be more energetic as well and we'll keep doing them. Uh, so I do apologize, but I hope you guys have a really good night and go ladies and go Cougs. Wait, can I, can I say something? Yeah. Real quick? Um, I just wanted to say, um, that I love my grandma, Nancy and my grandpa, Ken. I lost my grandfather early this morning. He passed away and I just want to send all the, the light and love, and I love you, and I miss you. And he believed in reincarnation, so I hope he comes back as something wonderful. But I just want to just... Life is short. If you haven't called your grandfather or your grandma in a while, or if you have an uncle that you really like, but you guys argue sometimes, just call him now or shoot him a text and just say that you love them. Well, that was a nice little message. I just yeah. to put it out there. Call your grandparents. Go get that lay. Go get that job promotion. Text that guy that you shouldn't text. Fuck it. And we're signing off. Good night, guys. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Clean all my melodies.